Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, we thank you for allowing us into your presence this evening. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us, all you've prepared for us. And Lord, I pray that tonight, Lord, you allow me to speak on some very important knowledge of you, dear Lord, that you've made known. Lord, it's open to everybody that reads the scripture if they will see it and hear it. And Lord, I pray that they will grasp what we're going to talk about, because Lord, I'd like to begin speaking in, about your science, your laws of science, dear God, your laws of power, your laws, dear Lord, for us, that's given to us who will hear you. And Lord, I pray they will hear this tonight. And Lord, I pray that as we begin speaking of this in nights to come, that they will begin to understand what we're talking about. What we're going to talk about is discerning true science, the wisdom and power of God within the firmament and within the creation. But particularly, you tell us it's about the firmament. And dear Lord, it's enough for us probably to understand about the firmament and what is within it and the power that you have within it. This is all extremely important because of the time we're in and the time that's coming because you're bringing this war to cause, you're allowing this war to come because we created it. Lord, we've created it by our negligence of truth, of our lack of understanding, and our lack of following your instruction. Lord, the church will argue vehemently, likely, against this concept because they have for 14 years. Lord, when we first made it known, they rejected it and said it's a teaching its abomination straight from the pits of hell. And Lord, they do not believe your scriptures and your teachings like Luke 21, 34 to 36, which tells them that all the people on the earth, including them, are caught in a snare at this time. So they don't believe they're in any snare. They think they're all packed up, ready, set to go to heaven. Many of them, great preachers, dear God, in these days are multi-multi-millionaires, some of them billionaires, and dear Lord, they're flying jets and they're owning mansions and they own resorts and they own schools and colleges and so forth. And Lord, they think they're doing the kingdom's work. But it's not true. Lord, they're allowing the war to come because they will not hear your instruction. And more importantly, because they have not fought for you. Lord, it's like the time when you came the first time, nobody fought for you. He said, if my people heard my voice, they would fight for me. And today, Lord, the people aren't fighting for you. They're fighting to escape in the rapture event, which is not going to happen. Lord, the rapture is coming, but not at this time and not for those who have not overcome the world. Lord, there's a work we must do at this time, and you've made it clear in the scriptures. So let's go on into the talking of the science, and perhaps I can begin to cause the people to begin to understand. First, I want to say, that the basic premise of these speakings that we will be talking about will come will boil down to the fact that all science laws, what we call science laws, are actually non-factual. 
In other words, the facts do not back them as science laws, even though we see them repeated continuously. That's why when they see something that is always the same within a certain parameter, they call that a law. But in the basic concept of a science law, they're not. Because even if the, if the parameters are the same, there is something that overrides them. And as we begin to speak on this and teach on this, it'll become clear to people, I believe. And I pray that they will have the, the, the patience and the diligence to hear this message out. Not just this message, but the ones that follow. Because we're going to talk about basic science laws of God that are different than the science laws of man. You know, we, we have laws like E equals energy equals MC squared and so on, all these laws. We have quantum physics. We got all these things. And there are many preachers these days that are teaching quantum physics and how, oh, this relates to God and this explains God and so forth. And they're actually wrong. In many ways, it's correct. But in many ways, it's also wrong. And in the most important ways, it's wrong. And so we'll cover that, not tonight, but we will cover those concepts as we get to understand the basics of the laws and we'll begin to understand something. Dear Lord, you told the people to come to you as a little child. And dear Lord, people don't understand, dear Lord, that it has to be that they have to let go of all these concepts of science, even if they're the greatest scientists in the world and they perform science every day and they're the greatest mathematicians in the world and they create and, and develop formulas and so forth of things they see within certain parameters that they see. And dear Lord, they don't understand that there is a time when you said, John 9, 4, 5, that no one will work, which means, dear Lord, that all these scientific laws that they have, you're going to bring to an end. In other words, you're telling them beforehand that there are scientific parameters and laws that you control, that God controls from the beginning that they have no effect on. And Lord, these laws are above all. And we should understand this on the basic premise that we go back to Joshua causing by talking to you and speaking to you what he desired. You agreed with him and he asked for the sun to be stopped in a certain place and, and the moon to be stopped in a certain place. And so the day was frozen. The day was frozen by his request and you obeyed him. In other words, you did as he asked. And dear Lord, there's, there's a reason for doing that to show us Dear Lord, what it was. But dear Lord, we shouldn't want that. We should want the clock to run. Because the clock to run means we come to the greatest ending we could. But our problem that we have is that we, in this day, should desire all men to be saved, who could possibly be saved, to come out of the world, out of their nations, and into your kingdom at this time. And therefore, we have a work to do, and we have an urgent work to do, but we, we should want to do this within your time parameters because now we cannot change the clock. The clock is set. There is a time parameter that is set upon. And we must obey it in this time because it's a day of judgment. The day of judgment is time was up for changing times. And now we, we've had parameters that we could change. But we cannot stop your clock of the day of the Lord. We must obey you. We see this in Ecclesiastes 8 as we'll talk about in a second. But what I want to talk about is we're going to see that the scientific laws of God are different than the laws of man. 
and the laws of God are, are never failed. They will always do what they desire for those who have authority to take up the word of these laws. Hear me clearly on that. They cannot take these laws of God that are of the kingdom of God, that are laws that are unbreakable and are eternal, they cannot take them up without being set apart with the authority to speak these laws, which are words. It says, your truth is law, and your truth is the words of God. Your truth is law, Psalms 119, 142. And that's unbreakable. Ecclesiastes 55, 11 says, when you send out your word, it will always come back to you, accomplishing what it was sent to do. Never will it fail. It's a law. And it says that all his truth is, I mean, the entirety of his word is truth, and his truth is law. And Jesus said, we must be set apart at this time and the end by what? By your truth, which is your words. And people don't understand this is exactly true, and they need to understand what I'm talking about because you told them in John 12:48 that at this time they're going to be judged by the words. And these words are the good news of this day. And it's the good news that unlocks the good works which you prepared for us for this time. It is this good news that you've caused to be known in the world because we didn't find it, even though we should have. It was always here, always right in front of us, but we wouldn't believe, we wouldn't see, and we just want to go on with our own thoughts, our own ways, and our own mind, and our own arrogance. And because of that, we become in a snare, and we become simple. We are not wise like we think you are. Yeah, we have jets today. We have uh, missiles that move the particles out from in front of them. But you know what? All of those will fail. They'll stop working by those who understand the words of God. They have power over all those things. So the science laws of, of the things that make them work and control those particles do not work in the time when you are reigning. Because at that time, the laws of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, rule for those who have the authority to speak those words. And this is the need of the people to understand some parameters of these. Let me give you a couple descriptions of basic laws of God that, uh, that we'll discuss over the next days and so forth. These things are mar- marvelous. They're, they're just magnificent. But... It takes you to understand them as a child instead of as an adult because you've got to start at the foundation and you've got to start believing from the beginning. And when you do that, then these laws will become understandable to you. I am not taught on these laws. I have not explained them because it wasn't the time. People would scoff. And people would try to use them and have no authority to use them because they don't know the work that they do to, to use them in. And they weren't in your time. Now you reign over the earth and these are your laws and therefore you will support them in the time when you allow the power to fall and the people will come to you and plead to you. Then you will hear them and then you will let the bridegroom come. When the bridegroom come, we have authority to call upon these words. But you've already given him authority and dominion over all the earth and you've put the clock moving that the, the beast kingdom's already fallen. It's fallen because the word is given. It will not come back to you void. That means it was a set clock. People need to understand that when you said in Revelation 18, 1 to 4, and in Isaiah 21, 1 to 12, that Babylon has fallen, and that was at the beginning of the day of the Lord, 
from the very beginning of the day of the Lord, Babylon's fallen. You said in Revelation 12 that you cast the, the beast kingdom down onto the earth. In other words, Satan and all his dominions are on the earth now. They're not in, they're not in some pit. They're not in, um, they're not in another planet. They're not coming in spaceships. They're stuck on the earth. They are demanded to be on the earth at this time. And because they're on the earth at this time, <clears throat> they were cast down to the earth. You also sent the kingdom of God. And you said in Revelation 18, 1 to 4, the kingdom of God is sent by light. And therefore, when you said in Revelation 18, 1 to 4, that Babylon has fallen, you said that at the same time that you described that a great light shone from heaven. That is the beginning of the day of the Lord, which is Zechariah 1, 14, 1 to 4. And you declared a set time for the fullness of the day of the Lord to uh, all things to be fulfilled within it, which was a time of times and a half time, which is 24 and a half years. 24 and a half years. A time is seven years. A times is 14. And a half a times, uh, three and a half years. Of, and three and a half years is, of course, um, 1,260 days or 42 months. And a time is 84 months. And a time is, um, of course, 1,540 or 2,540 days. So we know that these are set times that you've established that these things are all going to happen. And they are on your clock, not theirs. And you declared it in Daniel 12 that you declared it. I mean, you said it that this is a time, a times and a half time cannot be changed. So we cannot do the Joshua thing and delay it. This is a time where we must work within the parameters of what you've given us and you give us all the things necessary to overcome. Because you said you did. <clears throat> Therefore, we should know these scientific laws, know these scientific things. We should know the times. Because you told us in Job 24.1 that those who say they, you know, since the times are not hidden from the Almighty, then how is it that those who say they know him do not understand his times, cannot see his days? And see, this is a time that when, you, when he tells you that this is a set time, a time, a times, and a half times, you can read in Daniel uh, 12, 5 to uh, uh, 8, in there, it's a set time. It cannot change. And so you've you got this clock running. So we know that we're working within those parameters, and we should see those days. And we should understand how many they are. We should understand that we've already blown away 14 years of that time, because it's set when the words are open, which is April 2003. So here we are in April 2017. At the end of April, that was the beginning of April, and here we are, uh, over 14 years, and we're in the morning of the day of the Lord. Just take his clock, seven, uh, time is seven years, the evening is a time, the night is a time, and the morning is a time. But the night to the people of the world is 14 years long, and the um, time of the afternoon is nothing but pure darkness. So the three and a half years of the afternoon is pure darkness all evil on the earth. But right now, the night is still on the earth because the people have a choice right now. We're in the morning. The the sun has risen upon those who will set themselves apart by truth, but has not risen upon those who are still walking in the way of the world, which is of the darkness. And the church is walking in the darkness. They're celebrating in the darkness. You still see churches having Sabbath on Sundays or on a fixed Saturday. It's not the schedule God is on, but they're on it. And it means punishment is coming. Now, <clears throat> let me just give a couple brief ones that you'll begin to understand 
uh, you won't begin to understand them maybe, but I'm going to tell you what they are. And you think about them, and it might make some sense to those who understand the words. But you'll get a lot better understanding of it as we go forward over the next days or so, or however long we continue these uh, information, however long the people uh, and, you know, plead for it, because they should be pleading to God for revelation of knowledge at this time. He told us in Daniel 12, 4, that at this time, the day of the Lord, when the words are open, that knowledge shall be increased. This is the time of the end. The fixed time that was talked about right after that, which he tells us about in Daniel 12, um, 5 to, to 8. This is that time of times and a half time. Now, Jesus was only here for a half a time with his ministry. But if the people of Israel would have taken the words and heard it, then they could have changed the times. But in this time, we can't, because now it's a set time. We've delayed too long. All the time, from his birth until the opening of the words, the clock was available to be changed. But now it's not, because we're in a fixed time of the Lord, as he declares. But he could have come earlier, and we could have changed. I mean, he did say that in the evening there would be light. And that was an opening to us that we could have changed things. The time would probably go on in parameters, but everything within it could have changed. Because he's, he's been trying to save the people. He's been trying to get all people to change and come to the knowledge of truth, because that's his desire. That all men be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. But they rejected it. So unfortunately, when the midnight struck in April 2010, what happened was what? He said in Zechariah 14, 6 and 7 that the light began to diminish. In other words, the authority of the light began to diminish. The authority to receive the words of God began to diminish. Entrance of his words gives light. In quantum physics, they think that all particles, all subatomic particles, everything that has a anything, is whether it's an electromagnetic force or whatever it is, is light. The entrance of his words gives light. And it's true in a way. But that's not, I mean, they're talking about material, materialistic things. But even empty expanse of the firmament is of the words. Even though it's darkness. See, light is the good part. The light is the good part. He says you're either of the day and of the light, or you're of the darkness and of the night. So light is the good part. It rules over all things and it's going to cast out all darkness. But there is darkness. So you have to understand what light really is. Entrance of his words gives light. The light is the good works of God. The good works of God. The authority to call upon the good works of God. When you have the authority to call upon his words, to be able to speak his words, and you're of the light, then you can enable these good works of God. God makes all good things. I mean, all words, his words make all things. His words are above what you could call uh, right now like the light because even in eternity, the darkness will be in the abyss and God rules over the abyss as well. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to say, I mean, it, there's, there's a light which is going to be in the heavens and so forth. But out there, they're going to see the fire a lake of fire. And they're going to be in the body of a worm and so on. And God rules over that. They'll never come back across from it. 
So he rules over all things. So the laws of God are more than just the, the light. As in quantum physics, they try to uh, classify it as that because they want to understand that all things are material. But you have to understand that law is formed in thoughts first. That's not a material. So we have to concept our thought differently. And we have to realize that it's why the Lord said you have to write His words on our heart and then in our mind. And then they become real. And particles respond to the words. But there are words framed in thoughts, which is called the wisdom of God, that enable the good works of God that were pre-planned from the beginning. There are laws of truth that are greater than man's known science laws. Let me give you a couple. And you, just think about them. You won't understand them, maybe, at this time. But I just want you to understand them. I'm just going to give you a brief uh, discussion of them. For example, it says, what one of the laws is, I've always talked about, told people, it's the 15th power, 15th power. There is this thing that's called the manifestation of grace. But that's the power of the patterns of God Almighty. See, by the authority of his blood, we have the right to call upon the words by which all things are formed, which things are all made, and all things consist. The words. And Jesus is called the word because he has authority over it. God is giving full measure of all things in him by the word, which also means God's thoughts. See, the words are more than just you think of them as the, of the word light or the word truth or the word uh, seed or, or whatever. But you have to understand that around that, around the words of God, there's this whole field of thought. Thought. The thoughts of God. The plans of God. The ways of God. His ways are higher than ours. His words are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. So when you're thinking about words, you've got to back up a little bit, get away from what the word definition is in the English and biblical text or whatever that you have, that you read and understand because you've read a dictionary and you've been taught this by a preacher or whatever. You have to look at the Bible again, and you have to look at it with fresh eyes and understanding that the science of God is greater than man's laws. See, man's laws, physics laws, don't really work. Quantum physics doesn't really work the way they think it does. And yes, they can say, okay, science laws, you can argue, is an absolute. They, many people say, well, science law is absolute because if it's done with this set of parameters, then it's always going to be the same. Well, that's not true. You can have the same set of parameters, same set of parameters, and when the words are spoken, everything changes. See, but we want, you know, we, we're saying, okay, if the temperature is the same and if the, if the distance is the same, if the, if the particle is the same, if the rest of it is the same, then it's going to be the way it is. Otherwise, that, that's going to be a science law. It's always going to repeat. But no, that's not true. The words can change that completely. You know, when Jesus multiplied the fish in the basket, where do particles come from? He broke it and put it in the, the baskets, and then it just kept multiplying, kept multiplying. Where were the science laws that allowed that to happen? 
Where are the science laws that allowed that to happen? The word enabled it. And the particles did what the word said. It didn't do what quantum physics says. Do you understand what I'm saying? It did what the word said. His word was requested. His word was done. And it was done immediately. And the particles were immediately there. It's like we say light travels at a certain fixed speed. And we say it's always the same, no matter what. We can, say, we, can, we can debate it, we can vote on it, we can do these kind of things, but we say it's a scientific law, light's going to travel to speed. And I say, no, that's not true. It is true into the parameters that we think in the world. But in the kingdom of God, light doesn't travel at that speed, it travels much faster. It's instantaneous, can be. See, light, entrance of his words, gives light. So if his word is sent from heaven, all that distance, and it's immediately received. What was the speed of light? It changes. You have to think about that a little bit. Let's go, manifestation of grace, the power, of, I call it the power of the patterns of God Almighty. When you see multiplication of the bread, multiplication of crops, crops, for example, Isaac's hundredfold crop. Hundredfold crop. It's different than everybody else is planning it. Isaac does it in the way of the words. In the same ground, same soil, same water, same everything. What happened? He gets a hundredfold increase. How did that happen? What law of God enabled that to happen? Why is it a hundredfold? Why is it tenfold? This is by authority of grace, by the authority of the words of God. It gives you an understanding of the ways that the ground is going to produce and knowing that the same soil that everybody else look at and everybody else has used that soil for a long time, but you use it and suddenly it comes forth this way. And nobody can understand how you did it because you understood the ways of the laws of God, the ways of the laws of his world, his words. And these things will come into patterns. Now, it sounds like miracles. It sounds like these kind of things. But it is. But it's a law. And it's how. And we'll begin to look at these things and understand. But that comes with the number 15. Let's go to number 18. This is the healing by knowledge. We'll discuss that. It's the power to understand the ways of his days. Healing by knowledge is understanding the ways of his days. Remember what he said in Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21. He says in there that if you will do these things, teach his words, for example, to your children, and keep his words in front of you constantly, like frontlets to your eyes, you will extend your years of life of your children and of yourself. What scientific law occurred there? It's, it's because there's a, there's a number, and, and these numbers matter. And it's not Kabbalistic. It's not any of those things. It's the words of God. Everything is built upon the patterns of God's words and the patterns of his spirit. He gives you the ways of his seven spirits, what their laws are. He classifies them for you in the scriptures. One is wisdom. One is understanding. One is counsel. One is might. One is knowledge. 
The sixth one is knowledge. And then one is the fear of God or the rest of God. You call it rest or fear, whatever way you want to call it. Those are laws of God. The first one is the Spirit of the Lord. But these are laws of God. These are parameters. The Spirit of God is because he has a full measure of his Spirit in his words. So his words and the Spirit work together. He tells you in Hebrews 4.12 that the Spirit of God, it it judges the heart. It separates the soul. It can even change the the marrow of the bone. For example, everybody talks about in um, the scripture of Zechariah 14.12, well, that's going to be a nuclear bomb that causes these eyes to dissolve in the eye socket and, and the tongue to dissolve in the mouth. But no, he's talking about if these particular people come against his people, this is their, their punishment. It doesn't say that it, it's going to be at them. He says those who had come against them, wherever they may be, this is what's going to happen to them. It didn't say a nuclear bomb is going to go off wherever they are. It doesn't say that at all. It's the power of the authority of God, word. It's his word was promised, this is the result it's going to be. And God wants us to receive the knowledge of these words so we can call upon him to enable the good works of God, as we'll talk about tonight. Another one is the number 22. This is the key rights. This is the power to unlock and lock his plan. He's the one that does it. But remember what he said? Receive the Spirit and you'll have the uh, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. We don't understand that completely. And I haven't explained it in the way we're going to look at it. But these are laws of God that have the knowledge of the plan of God in it. The power to unlock and lock his plan. That's what Joshua did when he told them that, you know, let this happen, let the sun stop at this place, let the moon stop here. And, you know, it, it did it for about a day. It did that while these people would do it. He knew what he was asking, but notice what he did. He referred to places, and we'll talk about that miracle at some point in this. And when you, when you understand what those places are in the times and the plan of God, you understand he's always testifying to the plan of God, to the knowledge of the works of God in these days. We are in an outstanding time to be able to utilize the words because we are living in the days that God has said, and in this days, Habakkuk 2.14, Isaiah 11.9, is that we are to make known the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. We are that generation that get to live in this time where this is a law of God, a plan of God, that is to be enabled by those who have the authority to call upon his words. So we're able to enable this glory to happen. We're not trying to destroy the people. God doesn't want us to do that. He wants to bring forth the knowledge of his glory, to bear witness to his words and bring it to completion. It includes the fact that we have to write his words on our heart and in our mind. We'll talk about that, what's the heart and what's the mind and so on. We'll understand these, these science laws of God. Now understand what I was explaining to you, and if you're grasping what I'm telling you is, all science laws of man that we have work with every day, that hold our submarines, you know, buoyancy laws, thermodynamics, all these things that we work with every day, aren't factual laws. There's a flaw in them. They're based upon parameters that we see every day. But God controls the times, and if you understand the times of God then you understand these laws don't work in those certain times of God. 
And there's a better law for those times. Jesus walked on the water. It's different than the buoyancy laws. He walked into the, in the fiery oven. Not, not even the smell got on him. It's different than the thermodynamic laws. Or any kind of laws. Energy laws. Frequency laws. All those things. All the known laws of man fall apart under the knowledge of the words of God where all science resides. Now let's talk about some scripture. Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath ordained, what which, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We haven't done it in 6,000 years almost. We haven't done it. This is that generation that's going to bring forth the glory of the earth, and the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. I've explained that we're the waters and the seas of those of the world. We need to understand these these principles, and it's a it's a it's a concept change. You have to come like a child. And you got to. It's really tough when you when you you think you know the Bible and you think you know the scriptures and you think you know science laws and you think you know. I mean, you're a scientist and you're doing these things out here and you're making factories and everything else, and it's all going to come to an end. Please remember that during the time of the Lord, which we're in now in Daniel 7, 9 to 14, verses 13 to 14, we're in now. This is when the Lord is going to reign over the earth. He already has authority to reign on the earth, and he's king. And in this time, it means the kingdom of heaven is going to come on earth like it is in heaven. And everything that we do on earth, all the laws that we use, the cars and everything else that we make on earth, are all based upon laws that, yes, under certain parameters and and ways, they will work. But do they work in the kingdom of heaven? They can. But it doesn't mean they will. For that's not the desired way. God has a better way. And his ways is by his laws of his words. And by the laws of his words, you overcome the devil and overcome the mark of his name. The number of his name. A number of his name is the way he counts all things and all science laws that he uses to do all the evil work and everything else. You have power over that number. That you know, it's a measurement. A, a formula is a measurement. A, a science law is a measurement. You have power over all those science laws if you understand the authority of being a son of God with the knowledge of the words of God and following in the ways of the Lord and knowing his times. Knowing his times. Because all the works of God, as tried to tell people over the times, is that you must focus the works of God based upon the knowledge of the times of the Lord. Because by doing that, you give the glory to God. And we're in the time, which is wonderful for us, because we're in the time when the word is to be completed. So all these good works are to be brought forth then we will have the authority of it if we will set ourselves apart from the world, believing in these words, believing in his laws are greater than the world's laws, believing that his protection is greater than the world's militaries and everything else. See, God is looking down from heaven and he sees us constantly. And the world is trying to put cameras everywhere, lights everywhere, all things so they can follow you and record you and everything they can do. That's all sin. 
all those who participate in it, all those who work for those people, all those who make the equipment, and all those who are, are putting up the, the cameras on the roads and the schools and the rest of it, it's all sin. We don't want to believe that, but it's sin. It's, 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 it's what you're doing is you're trying to be God, and you're trying to allow them to be like God. You're trying to build them up a kingdom where they can spy on the people and have control over those people, for their intent is to destroy all flesh. Matthew 24 21 to 22, and enter any law in the world that makes you an accomplice. In God's kingdom, it breaks the Ten Commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do you want yourself spied on? Do you want yourself not being able to, to communicate to God freely in closed doors where God says not to be with the world? That's what the prayer shawl is so marvelous about. If you understand the words of God, and the timings, and you pray to the Lord in that, the devil cannot attack you in his tent. He gave you the prayer shawl for that purpose. It's a covering. A covering in the way of the words. A covering by the law of God. It's a covering that the demons can't put, cannot penetrate if you have set yourself apart and kept yourself clean by that. And we'll go into these kind of things as we begin to understand these basic principles of God's law. He said in John 15, 1 to 8, it's a wonderful thing. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. That's why he says in John 9, 4, 5, when the light, him, the Lord is the light, he gives you authority to receive the words of God, it gives you the light to your path. The light gives you instruction to the ways of the good works of God, not the ways of darkness. You're not walking in the light if you're walking in the ways of destruction and darkness. So he says, if he abides in me and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And, and what he says in John 9, 4, 5, you will do nothing. No man will work. All those of the world will not work at that time because a light will go out of those of the world, but it will be in those who are of him. Set apart those to whom the word come like a little God. That's a son of God. A son of God has eternal life. John five twenty four, and you pass through the judgments. Because the judgments are for those of the darkness. But if we will not set ourselves apart, which we have not done in 14 years, we've rejected the message and we're not even shamed of that. Not even afraid of that. Not even in fear that we will be judged, even though we're not doing the righteous acts of the saints. Continuously. And that's all we should be doing. It says, and they gather them and throw... He says, if anyone does not abide in me, does not follow my ways. And what he's talking about, he came and he made the new covenant with us and he's coming back to confirm it. We should be walking in the new covenant. And he says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. In other words, you will go into the punishments of the plagues. Whether you like it or not, believe it or not, that's a fact. Because it's a law of God. He just stated it. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and there are burned. That's what he said he's going to do with the wicked. 
The burn is by the words of God. They're going to be punished by the plagues, which when he dissolves your eyes in the eye socket because you came against his people, and you dissolve, he dissolves your tongue in your mouth. That's not a nuclear bomb. It's just a command of the Lord. All he has to do is speak a word, and that's done. Because the particles are based upon the days of God. Psalms 90, Moses tells us a wonderful truth. Learn to number your days. In other words, measure your days. Understand them. Understand them. Because there is a day when he said that these who have done this are going to have their eyes put out and their tongues put out and so on. That's part of that. It's a measurement. Days are numbered. You can extend them how? Deuteronomy eleven eighteen to 21. And the people of this day do not know that they're walking into this place. They're walking into the sins of the world, which he promised them in Revelation 18, 1 to 4, if they will not set themselves apart from the world. Daniel eleven forty three 43 to 45, the Rothschilds who control all the silver and gold in the world for the crown trust. And they're, they're a major part of, they're two major players, the Queen Elizabeth and, and Jacob Rothschild, He's a patriarch of the Rothschild family. They control everything. They control the Vatican. They control the Washington, D.C. They control all the nations. They're bringing forth everything at this time and evil to bring forth their genocide program. And people don't want to believe it. And I've explained it over and over again. But these people, he says, when they hear the news of the East, which is the news of the good news, because that's what God is selling you right here. Ephesians 2.10. You're created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath or before ordained that we should walk in them. This is the time where God is telling us in Daniel 9.24 that we must, in the transgression, make reconciliation for our sins. That's what we should be concentrating on. And then you'll be given the authority to call upon his words when the power falls, which is imminent. Power fell at Pentecost before. Will he do it again? He's talking about the summer harvest. He says, and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. They're going to be burned. I mean, when the plagues come upon them and the boils come upon them, that's the burning. That's the word. The fire of the word coming upon them. Fire. The, the word is like a spirit. The spirit is a consuming fire. Entrance of his word comes with the full measure of the Spirit of God. John uh, 3.34 If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. That's the best science law you'll ever, ever see. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And as he said, his disciples believe in the truth. They, decide, they know what the truth is, the knowledge of the words of God, John 17, 17. Let's read a little bit more about, um, let's look at Colossians 1. Um, there it's, it's given us an interesting statement. It says, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. This is Paul talking about the people in Colossians. And to, because they believed in the Spirit. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You can't have understanding of spiritual matters if you will not believe the words of God that are filled with the full measure of the Spirit of God. Jesus said in John fourteen twenty three to 24 that you do not love him if you will not receive his words. 
which are the words of God that he was sent into the world to make known and bear witness to. Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, John 3, 24 to 36. Or 26 to 36. John 18, 37. John 17, 17. It said, uh, spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, in other words, bringing forth the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, which comes by doing the good works, which you cannot do unless you get the authority from the Lord to receive the spirit of truth in you that makes known understanding to you of the way of the words, so that you can understand even what I'm teaching you, speaking to you. It says, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. God's ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. His words are higher than ours. We don't want to know those words. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in the light. The entrance of his words gives the light. That's how the inheritance is the words of God. Which he tells you in Ephesians 1.13 to 14 as well. You have to understand when he's talking here of this glorious power is in Ecclesiastes 8.4 he tells you that it's in the words of the king that the power is found. His glorious power is in his words, not in the science laws of man. His laws, it's the words, never fail. Heaven and earth can pass away. If heaven and earth can pass away, it means the thermodynamic laws and all these other laws of motion and everything else can pass away. The speed of light and the rest of that. But his words can never pass away. His words are higher than our laws that we know. And when you begin to understand the laws of the words, why would you want to work only in the laws of man? You'll want to know these laws because you're coming in where the kingdom of heaven is determined to come on earth at this time. We're to walk in the righteous acts of the saints at this time. The inheritance of the saints in the light, which in Revelation 19, 1-11, he's telling you, this is what the fine linen is. He wants us to put it on, which is to do the way of the words of God, to enable the good works of God that were prepared for the foundations of the world. We have never had those. We've had knowledge increase. We think we have knowledge increase. We have not increased knowledge. We've caused ourselves to become dumber. Because with the things that we've created, we believe that, oh, we understand science now. We got it under control. We got all these things. But Jesus said all those things are going to come to a crashing halt. Because you believe in them, but he's going to find out none of these machines will work, even though you've got everything right, the chips are right and everything else. Not from an electrical burst or anything like that. They can do all that damage. But the Lord could take that same machine that don't work because of nuclear blast or whatever. He could take that machine and say, work, and it'll work. Because it isn't up to the machine. It's like the bread basket and the fish multiplying and the bread in the basket's multiplying. He put it in the basket. And it's going to do what he said. His law is that they will be fed and there will be some left over. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. People just, they, they want to, oh, we got, we're forgiven because we believe He died to give His blood for us. No. He said, through, through the blood, through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. 
We have redemption through his blood. His blood gave us the right to receive the inheritance of God, which is the words of God, if we come in and ask for the words to be poured out on us in this day when we're going to be judged by his words, John twelve forty eight. So all the things that we believed in the past have changed, which he said it would do. In Hebrews 10, 26-27, he said, In this day of the Lord, when the knowledge of the truth has been received, willful sin is no longer forgiven. Not the way it's done. The fiery wrath will be upon it. The only way you can get that removed is by returning to the knowledge of truth. But if, it's, if, it's been, if you've been cut off by it, if, in other words, if you've lost the right to get the knowledge of truth at this time, which is happening to many, then they will not be able to get it no matter what they do. They're going to go into the punishment. And after the punishment, they'll have an opportunity maybe to be saved if they've lived through that. If not, they'll be cast into the, the pit. It says, <clears throat> we have the power of, from the power of darkness of the, the words and the works and the science laws of the world, we have power over them. We're released from the power of the nuclear explosions, of the bombs, of the weapons shot against us, and all these things. We're released from that if we will set ourselves apart by the words of truth and seek the authority of God, call upon His words, and do what it says in Joel 2, 12-20, he will drive those northern armies far away from us, and God is in his words in full measure. By his words, they'll be driven away from him. We have the power over darkness and conveyed unto, uh, unto us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. The kingdom of heaven is coming on earth as it is in heaven. This is that given time when the glory of, the, of God is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. During this time of the reign of Christ right now that he's in, we're going to have the war come forth so these people can be judged who want to be like of the world and all these preachers that want to help the world with their FEMA camps and the rest of them. You know he told them, do not have any part of them in Revelation 18, 1-4, or they will receive of their sins and of his plagues that he's going to send upon them, the fire that's going to burn them. But he's delivered us from that if we will turn to his words. And you'll be able to, he said, you won't touch your oil and wine. There will be no famine for you because God, with the words, food can come. God will protect and guide his people. If they Remember, he tested the people that came out of Egypt and they did a terrible job. They, they rebelled against him ten times. We can't do that this time. We must come forth and have faith and have patience. Knowing that he says that we come to him, he will receive us and he will drive them away and all upon those who call upon his name will be delivered, Joel 2.32. His name is the word of God, Revelation 19.11-13, that we do not understand. That's the name that will deliver us at this time. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. His words have authority over all powers. So you can have light that comes at a certain wavelength or electron flowing in a certain wavelength and be in a certain position and all that can change immediately. Because he has authority over all powers and if in this time things are to be done, as he says, it will be done. 
And remember that the light is going to be seven times brighter than now. And if it's seven times brighter than now, the wavelength is different. Because it's seven times brighter means seven times the power. Wavelength has to do with power as well. So we have to understand that this is what he's saying. This is not fixed laws like we think they are. They are debated, I mean, they are set upon God's plan and his times. And his word is the law. And in that word is, includes his plan, his wisdom, understanding, his might, his authority, to fulfill the word and his plan within this time because he says he's going to bring the book to an end. In other words, the word is going to be fulfilled. Fulfilled. It's in Revelation. It tells you it's going to be fulfilled, which means you have authority over these things, and we're getting to a point where he's going to release the power of authority. And nothing in all of history has been like this. No people have waited. Everybody's waited for this time in history. All those people were looking forward to this time. We are that lucky, that blessed generation that if we will hear him, it's good news. Because the good works is going to be authorized, given authority to us if we will listen. And if we will believe in his words and the works of the Father. The works of the Father includes his plan. And believing the words of the Lord means he has authority to give you the right to call upon his words. God's words, which are his words, because he's been given all things unto him. God delights if we believe in him at this time. And recognize that he is the Messiah and now the king over all the earth, reigning from heaven, because we have authority to call upon the firmament. You know, right now, we're, we're, we live in a little world, we think we've got sun, moon, stars, and so on. We don't understand that there's a throne up there, there's four living creatures, there's all these things in God's dominion. And we should desire to please the Lord and understand these things and understand the firmament and what it does and, and the stars and so forth. And be able to call upon them. Joshua understood. We have to understand what his, his desire is. He wants us to work within a certain parameter. It doesn't mean to delay the times. He's going to intervene and deliver his people. His idea is to cut things short, not lengthen them this time. But it's going to be that fixed time because he declared it in, in Daniel 12.4. But he can shorten the time of punishment. He can shorten the time of our distress if we will turn and believe. And in Daniel 11.45, you'll see that when the people, when the, when the king of the north heard, in other words, his mind is confused, and the Lord, he's so convinced that he's going he's gonna to succeed, that all of a sudden he hears the news from the east, which is the news of the laws of God's power, his science, his words, and he's going to hear the news from the north, which is interesting. The north is called the world, but it's also the walls of the firmament. And the walls of the firmament means that his science laws, God's science laws, destroy and have power over everything of the world system, of Rothschild and of the devil and all these people. They have no power to match the word of God that's in the heavens, in the firmament. That's why the Lord says in Daniel 12, 2 and 3, that these people at this time, if they wake up, they'll understand that they can shine like the firmament and even like the stars forever. But people need to understand what does that mean? 
how do I do, do that? How do, how do I call upon the Lord? Well, you need to begin to grow in knowledge and understanding of His words and of the, of the laws of God about these words that are explained in the Bible. And they're simple. A child can understand them better than an adult because the adult is so fixated with their arrogance and the knowledge they've obtained. The Lord tells us in Proverbs 1, 20-22, wisdom has been always calling out her words, but we're too simple and we live in simplicity. We don't want to understand the greatness of God. We don't understand the words that created all the creation. We don't want to understand the way of the seven spirits. We should desire with all of our heart to seek it out at this time. And nobody even you know, asked to have this message taught in their churches or schools or universities. We should have stadiums all linked together getting this message right now for all the people. <laughs> Oh, people that own the stadiums want to have sporting events and make a lot of cash and all that's going to go to nothing because everything is going to be useless. All fiat currency and the rest of it. They're going to have martial law soon. They're going to have crowds at these stadiums. Use it now. Use it wisely. It's like Luke 16, 1-13. You know your judgment's coming. It's time to use the facilities you got available for the good works of the kingdom of God and the knowledge of growing the people because when you turn a lot of people to the knowledge of truth, James 5, 19-20, it'll cover a multitude of sins, including yours. Because you're serving God at this time. Turn them over for the goodness of teaching the words of God about the laws of God and the power of God and the might of God. That's the way to have power. He says, for him by all things are created, whether in heaven or on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Some people say all things are held together. It's more than that. All times exist. All the plan of God is there, including we're in that plan. He has a work for us to do. And your work in the kingdom of God is far greater than you can think of in the world. And this world's about to go, you know, be totally destroyed. The economy's going to be totally destroyed. This peace kingdom, totally destroyed. Bankruptcy's coming to every nation. And every person, every household. And he is the head of the body, the called out assembly, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. In other words, if you will join into his kingdom at this time, the called out assembly to come out of the world, as John 17, 17 tells us to do, then you will receive the authority to call upon his words. Be like a little son of God, and the whole earth is waiting for the rise of the son of God. I'd like to read Ecclesiastes 8, 1 to 17, but I'll, I'll do that tomorrow night. But if you read it ahead of time, please understand it. That's talking about right now. And it's telling you in there the judgment. Because for every matter there is a time and judgment, though the misery of man increases greatly, for he does not know what will happen. So who can tell him when it will occur? No one has power over the spirit to retain the spirit. No one has power in the day of death. This is the day of death. Remember the plague of death is coming? This is that day. We are now in the morning. When it's coming, it's too late. We, we, we could have avoided all this in the night, in the evening, and then the night, but we didn't. So it's coming. And there is no release from that war. And wickedness will not deliver those who are given to it. See, all those that follow after the words of the dragon, the words of the world, the laws, the science laws of man, are not going to get over this. You're not going to escape not being able to work. 
God is going to bring that to all those of the world. The war is coming to them. But he said, all those who call upon his name shall be delivered, Joel 2.32. And his name just said, and say, oh, Jesus, please. His name is the word of God. Go read Revelation 19.11-13. That's what you need to know. Because he told us in John 17.17 that he requires us to be set apart from the world. He says, sanctify them, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. He said, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. His people are not of the world. You are not of the world. The kingdom of God has come. It's available now. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth as you sent me into the world. I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. But see, we are to come out of the world at this time. That was for those disciples. But now we're to come out. John, Revelation 18, 1-4. Come out from following these leaders of the world. Don't go falling after them. And they weren't go to. They weren't sent to follow the leaders of the world. They were sent to bear witness to the truth. But we are to do the same. But we are to go forth to bring people out of the world by explaining the law of God, the power of God, and what's coming, and how to overcome the world. You're going to come to a point, like it says in Matthew fifteen thirty three, that he said to his disciples. Uh, his disciples said to him. Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such great multitude? You're going to have to understand that there is a law of God that absolutely provides. But he will not provide those with doubt. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You don't have faith if you don't hear the words of God. You have a belief, but that's not factual faith. Factual faith, Paul says, comes by the word of God. If you believe in the words, you got the faith because you know all the creation is made by the words and of God's words overcome the powers of darkness, as I've just read to you. Lord, we thank you for this time. I pray, Lord, it's helpful to the people. It's not a berating. Dear Lord, I'm trying to give them the understanding of your greatness and your power and what you want for them at this time. Lord, this is that day you've prepared us for this day. And Lord, this time you've told me to start making this message known. And Lord, I praise you for it. And we ask you, Lord, to help your people to come to truth and understand it. Thy great will be done, Lord. And Lord, we pray that the people will not follow these leaders of the world that want to kill all flesh. Lord, I pray that they will turn and believe, dear Lord, because this is your time. You are now reigning, but they will not turn to you. And Lord, we pray that they will understand they must. Because this is a fixed time and, and it, there's no way to avoid it. And we've already blown away 14 years of it. And now we're in the seven years of the morning. Lord, I pray that the people will understand this fact. We ask it in Jesus' name, that your spirit move upon them. And Lord, let this word be received by them, Lord, who love you. And Lord, let them be interested and thirsty for knowledge. We ask it in thy precious and thy holy name, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.